Hey there, I'm Shrivar, the host of this episode of Cost to Company. If you listen to this, you'll only be able to hear part of the episode. To hear the full version, click on any of the full episode links below. Don't worry, it's still completely free and widely available, just not here. All right, on to the show now. The uh, pianist plays the piano, the cellist plays the cello, the violinist plays the violin, but the orchestrator plays the orchestra. So it's kind of like that, like you need to be the one to play the orchestra. When I asked Ishan, who works at a prominent e-learning startup, about what being a middle manager feels like, this is what he had to say, which is similar to what Steve Jobs had allegedly said to Steve Wozniak. Recently, however, four members of his seven-member orchestra were asked to leave the stage. They were laid off. But the music needed to be as loud as ever. As long as the work is getting done and they're getting banged for their buck, the ones who call the shots don't really care too much about the exact strength of teams or orchestra metaphors, for that matter. After the layoffs, Ishan, the orchestrator of his department, was quite obviously shell-shocked. What did the senior management do to prevent this? Uh, like, the senior management uh, clearly has compensations which are 20x, 30x of what we receive. And uh, if they had taken like even a minor pay cut, if they had taken even like a marginal cut to their pay, it could have saved uh, probably 50 jobs, 100 jobs. Middle management has been in this constant tussle between the ones that they report to and the ones that report to them. That's common news. At this scale, it is the first time that I've faced uh, so many people from my team uh, being forced out despite my sincerest efforts to keep them in. As middle management, we know for a fact that there's nothing really much in our control. So we just need to uh, lay the facts bare with them. We cannot uh, fake that, yeah, I, I got your back. Because the last time we said I got your back, we really couldn't do anything. What isn't common, though, is the year that we're in. 2022 has been a year where, although the short-term effects of the pandemic might be waning off, the long-term effects are just starting to be seen. Managers are juggling between being sharp communicators but creative storytellers, having a team-first approach but a business-first mindset, keeping the interest of the bosses in their mind but empathizing with their reportees in their hearts. And now, with so many changes happening in the economy and the workplace, how are they really doing? Have organizations been ignorant of their needs and wants? Also, do we really need middle managers in the first place? All these questions just go to show that middle management is silently cracking. Can we really make it better? In this episode, we'll speak to four middle managers who'll tell us, no holds barred, about what it feels like to be stretched from both ends in an organization. It's been an unforgiving year that has inflicted mass layoffs due to the economic downturn. They'll talk to us about their struggles, their strife, their confusion, and hopefully some solutions too. Welcome to Cost to Company, a podcast about careers and workplaces by the Ken. We tell you how your workplace is changing before you hear it on Slack. I'm your host, Shrivar. 
Okay, so this is not the first time that middle management is coming under the fire. I mean, their function has been misunderstood for quite some time now. An HBR article said that we've seen them as unexceptional and mediocre supervisors for far too long now. That article was published by Abraham Zelzenik in 1977. It still applies. I agree with most of the points there. And so does Siddharth. You know, you ask someone to do a job and they'll just do a job and that's the end of it. Uh, it goes beyond that. Uh, you need to be having a lot of uh, conversations with people. Siddharth Billa is a product manager at Plum, where he works as the digital growth lead. He comes from a content background which requires high collaboration in the workplace. Being a manager, there are so many relationships and there are so many stakeholders that you have to manage, right? Uh, I think uh, from my uh, experience, like that's the basic, that's the, uh, that's the most functional part of uh, being a manager is that you have to manage a lot of stakeholders and a lot of relationships. That's right. Managing relationships. It makes sense, right? Being a manager isn't about managing work per se, or not just work, but managing people. Again, you're dealing with people. You're not dealing with machines, right? And it's not just that they're built for work. Uh, they, they have a life. Uh, they have a life beyond work. Even though middle management as a function has roots in the Industrial Revolution, where middle managers were the smooth operators made for man and machine to come together to increase means of production, and obviously reduce the workload from the owners, things get slightly complicated in the world of the knowledge economy. We'll actually dive into this slightly later with another guest. But for now, it's important to realize that relationships are a key part of a middle manager's job. You might say, well, isn't managing relationships a part of everybody's job? Yeah, you're right. But what makes this relationship different is that it flows both ways. There's upstream communication, which flows from your subordinates to you, and downstream communication, which flows from your managers to you. And that's the thing about relationships and streams. It might seem like fun, but you can be certain that there will be few boulders along the way. Otherwise, uh, after a point, uh, it's just frustrations which would kick in because you're not able to justify what you're doing to the leaders as well. So that kind of stalls your growth. Plus, you're not able to you know, let's say even uh, keep your team happy or, you know, the best performing members of your team happy. Uh, so you are kind of stuck in the middle, uh, just trying to figure out, you know, where do I go next? Middle managers have to play the balancing act in an organization. Lose your balance and there's a good chance you'll have a fallout with either the ones above you or the ones below. Siddharth from Plum tells us that it's been rewarding but difficult. And something happened a couple of years ago that made matters worse. Global hot zones, the coronavirus spreading. Fears grow of a global pandemic. We have a new name for the coronavirus. The World Health Organization has officially called it COVID-19. Teams went online and organizational structures went for a toss. What use is the ladder of hierarchy when the entire world is on a Zoom screen. All of this did have some implications. As mid-management out here, <laughs> I uh, I don't know, it puts me in kind of a fix. Like, because the channels are so open, you, uh, rather than uh, trying to say that, you know, my channel is more open than the other channels, you would uh, try to put things in uh, context for your 
team for the people who are working with you under you yeah. you would try to put it in context that uh, you know uh, although channels are open but uh, the first uh, line of defense yeah. for you guys is always uh, going to be us Ishan for one said that when the open office culture moved online it was a bit of a confusing situation for the middle managers why should the juniors speak to the ones in the middle when you can just slack the founder ceo so obviously you know there are some confrontations that you have that that take place and it, it is good to have a team or senior management that you know supports that view then there's money money currently works as a data scientist and previously has worked in companies like milliman and snapdeal so, so because you have to save people and you have to work for them make sure that you know they are not so they are already struggling a lot you don't have to you know uh, bring more more pressure on yeah. on, on on them What he's saying is that while 2020 and the years since were difficult, you were almost forced to build the muscle for empathy. You know that saying, right? Ships are calm at the shore, but then again, that's not what they're made for. Because what used to happen was, you know, there are a lot of uh, people who were, you know, maybe good managers uh, pre-COVID, but uh, they actually realized that, you know, they cannot really, uh, you know, uh, stay without, you know, looking at people what they're doing and if they are not, uh, you know, wasting their time. You've reached the end of the first part of the podcast. To listen to the full episode, click on any of the links below. The episode is still completely free and widely available. Thanks for tuning in.